It's not about the china. It's not about the silverware or the place setting. It's about relationships and people. First, it's about your relationship with God. On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, brain changer. Well, you may hear a bit of fatigue in my voice on this episode because, yeah, I was kind of tired when I actually recorded it. But with God's help, you know, I kept pressing on just like you do. It's a busy time of year and happy Thanksgiving, by the way. But in the episode, I remind you to give yourself a break, to go easy on yourself this holiday season and to keep your eyes and all your efforts on what matters most. You'll have to tune in to figure that out. So we talk about our thoughts, of course, and I give you five questions that you can ask yourself, especially if today you're struggling. A lot of people, it seems everyone's excited about the holiday, but maybe you're not on the same page. Maybe you've got some issues going on this year. Maybe it's an unusual time for you and a difficult season. So stay tuned and you're going to hear five questions that you can ask yourself today about your thoughts to kind of put them to the test and make sure that your thoughts are lining up with what God says about himself, about you, and about your particular situation. So we talk a little bit about that. And then we go into praising God, which is all about Psalm 66. Praising God and giving thanks in everything really is your secret weapon in the battlefield of your mind. So let's jump on in. God bless you. Thank you for pushing play on this episode. I am so grateful that you're here. And if you're listening on the day that this particular episode drops, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. And as a matter of fact, I can think of no better psalm to study than Psalm 66 on this day. I know there's the one Thanksgiving psalm. What is that, 103 or 100, I think? Like I come into the gates with Thanksgiving. That actually has the word Thanksgiving in it. But this Psalm 66 is filled with praise to God. Although the author and the time the actual psalm was written may be uncertain, some scholars think it was penned after some astounding deliverance of the Hebrew children, some dreadful trial, possibly they're coming out of Babylon. Charles Spurgeon says this about the psalm, quote, praise is the topic and the subjects for song are the Lord's great works, his gracious benefits, his faithful deliverances, and all his dealings with his people brought to a close by a personal testimony to special kindness received by the prophet Bard himself, end quote. Well, as you may know, I teach a method called the seven hours of living your best thought life. It's the scaffolding or outline of what you can do every single day to reboot your mind and make your brain think God honoring thoughts or thoughts that lead you in positive and healthy directions. Why? Why do should you do this? It's in part so that you can glorify God and keep him at the center of your life in order to reflect him to others. Isn't that what you as a 21st century Christian want? If not even long to do, don't you long to be more like Christ? Well, how do you go about doing that? The Bible even says we have the mind of Christ. So 
if we have the mind of Christ, that tells me that we have to start thinking Christ-like thoughts. And when we do that, we are equipped with all we need in this life. We have everything. If we are lining our thoughts up with what Christ would actually think, you remember what would Jesus do? Those bracelets, WWJD. Well, I might say WWJT. What would Jesus think? What would he think? What would he think about what you're going through right now? What would he think about how you're handling your finances? What would he think about your health and how you're treating yourself? What would he think about the things that you say to yourself, your own self-talk? What would he think about how you're giving gifts and planning for the holidays and doing, you know, celebratory things that we do, that these traditions, what would he have to say about those things? What would he say about your work? Every time you go to work or maybe you're working remotely, what would he have to say about how you spend your time in your day? These are the things that can be kind of convicting to me sometimes, but that's the nature of this podcast. We've got to choose to think in all areas of our life, whether it's health, wealth, relationship, or our faith. And I know in getting married, that's brought on a whole new slew of thoughts for me and past issues even that I just, you know, they came up out of nowhere and I'm like, dang, I got to deal with that. And I've got to see what I'm really thinking about. And that seven R's, that kind of the outline, the scaffolding, if you will, of how to actually go about thinking your best thought life really has helped me recently just to kind of reorient and examine what I'm thinking about as I'm now in a new relationship. And certainly I desire to glorify God. And I really know that you do too. You want to keep God at the center of your life and you want to be that reflection to others of his good grace and his love and mercy in your life. So I think we probably all want to do that. That doesn't mean we do do that, but at least we long to do that. You choose to think not just because you want peace, joy, hope, health, and freedom in your life, although these are all wonderful outcomes from taking thoughts captive and walking daily with a renewed mind, but rather you choose to think because when you do, you know that you are being refined into Christ's image. You don't choose to think because it makes you feel so much better, although this is a powerful motivator. I mean, who doesn't want to feel happy and content and capable, but rather you choose to think Because you are obedient when God tells you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You choose to think because it's healthy and wise to do so. But is it easy? No. There is considerable resistance, especially when life is sticky or difficult and when those old thought patterns try to resurface. So I want to tell you right now, give yourself a little bit of a break, especially if you're tired, if you're just worried about things, if you're, maybe you're doing things that you don't think you should really be doing. Maybe you're fretting, maybe you're giving over to fear, maybe you're stress eating. We could say a thousand things, I suppose. Give yourself a break. And by the way, I'm trying to encourage my heart too, because I'm, I'm really tired. I've had so many life changes this past year. And I want to encourage you that you can go easy on yourself these days. Yes, it's Thanksgiving, but you don't have to have the perfect table setting. You know, I don't know why I watch decorating videos on YouTube because sometimes they're just so depressing to me. I'm like, oh, 
why can't I do that? I don't seem to have that decorating knack. I just don't have a vision for it. But I can sort of see what I think would be pretty. I can certainly admire things that I see that are just so lovely. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could think of that. I wish my eyes could look and see things in that way. But they really don't. And so I have to let myself off the hook when it comes to decorating. And when it comes to Thanksgiving meal and how the table is set. I'm like, hey, grab your paper napkin and let's get a fork and a plate and let's just eat and enjoy each other's company. Isn't that what it's really all about? I'm not saying it's not nice to have a beautiful table setting. I love it. I appreciate that greatly. But if I pressure myself and say, oh, I've got to have all of this just so coordinated and done just right, then, oh my goodness, I'm I'm a mess. I that is a burden that I don't need to carry. And I don't know if that's you, but if you have this, like, oh, I've got to have everything decorated. I've got to have the Christmas lights just so and the stockings hung here and the picture perfect kind of stuff. Gosh, let yourself off the hook and enjoy the season without pressuring yourself. That's a challenge that I have for you and one that I had for me. You know, just recently, I realized that the old root of pride has been trying to resurface in my relationships. I found myself wanting to be right or bickering over detailed points. And I'm like, where's this coming from? What's going on in my head? I checked in with my mentor and she, you know, about this. And she explained it, that they, these were just old habits trying to re-manifest in my life. You know what I mean? You're like, wait, that old root of pride is history. Or as we say in pickleball, when a ball flies way out of bounds, we say, she gone. That's what I wanted to say about pride. She gone. It's gone. It's done. But here I've been struggling with that lately. So what about choosing to think in that scenario and what's going on? But because I have new life scenarios, new relationships, then it's just kind of, I think the enemy of my soul is trying to tap on my shoulder and say, hey, what about this? And I want to be really mindful of that and not take the bait there. And what do I do? I grab my thoughts journal and I assess the problem. I do a little bit of a brain dump. I think about what I'm thinking about. I think about the error in my thinking. And here are five really great questions that you can ask yourself when you're trying to isolate a character issue that you would really love for God to refine in your life. You can say, number one, is your, is your thought true? Number two, is your thought overly self-focused? Number three, is your thought based on fear? And let me tell you, fear is a biggie. To me, nearly all, if not all, spiritual roots can be traced back to fear. I like to visualize my big heart as full of love or fear, period. Do you remember the old commercial, what's in your wallet? Well, I'd say, what's in your heart? Because fear and love don't mix. And they're like oil and water. And the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. The fourth question you can ask about your thoughts is, is your thought godly? In other words, does your thought reflect what God says about you, your situation, or himself? And the last one is, does your thought lead you to healthy conclusions? Sometimes thoughts are neither toxic or just based on love. They're neither one of those. They're just regular old thoughts. But if you act on them, well, they may lead you in a direction that's not healthy. You can have the thought, for example, I'm going to have a second piece of pumpkin pie. In and of itself, you wouldn't say that's toxic or ungodly to think that. But if you think, I'm going to have a second piece of pumpkin pie, 
and you're gonna and you're trying to watch your figure or you're characterized by consuming heart and brain healthy foods then this thought might lead you in the wrong direct direction because your next thought may justify your behavior you might just say besides it's thanksgiving everybody overeats on thanksgiving whoa that's a big negatory sister because if you keep with these types of thoughts, you're going to find yourself feeling miserable after you do overindulge. Those five questions always help me a little bit when I know that I'm feeling out of sorts and out of kilter. And I want to tell you that if you want to jump on a mentoring session with me or a coaching session, just head on over to choose to think at, at gmail.com. You can email me there or go to choose to think.co to arrange a free 60 minute gal pal chat session. And I'll help you dissect your thinking a bit and build those replacement thoughts with you. We can even go through these questions. We can go through the seven R's. You, you have it here that I've mentioned, and I really didn't detail the seven R's because I've just scratched the surface on this. But if you order the choose to think devotional, and by the way, this makes an amazing Christmas gift, you'll get a downloadable infographic of the seven R's with your purchase. You'll get a link for that. And that's a free gift that I have if you buy that book. And Want to share with you something else that's on my mind in relationship really to this particular psalm. And we're going to jump in and read it here in a moment. But it has to do with mindset that goes right along with choosing to think, developing these new techniques and being metacognitive in your approach to life and just really desiring and asking God to help you in this whole process. You can step back and just say, okay, you know, relax your shoulders, let them slump and just say, okay, breathe. I'm just going to rely on God and rest in him. Sometimes we, we put this burden on our own back that we ought not do. So you can let go of those things. And the same when it comes to choosing to think, we can relax sometimes and just know that God's going to do all the heavy lifting when it comes to that. The Psalm, as I was studying it, and I'll read it in a moment, it mentions so many things that are perfect for Thanksgiving Day. Some of the admonitions and the, the command forms say, shout joyfully to God. Have you done that recently? Have you shouted joyfully to God? I know you have a lot to be grateful for. Have you made a list of all the things that you're grateful for? You know, I have what I call a gratitude wheel, and I'd be glad, I'd be so glad to give that to you and share that with you. It's just a printable that you can, you can download print and it's colored and it's a beautiful little wheel. And all you do is put, I am so grateful for in the middle. And then it, you branch out and you write all the things that you're grateful for. If you go over that list every day, I guarantee you, your brain is going to be on dopamine rush because that's what happens in your brain. It's chemically proven back in, I think, 2008. There was a study done that indicated the impact of having gratitude, being grateful, and what it actually did, what parts of your brain would light up as a result of that, and the chemical changes that were happening in the bloodstream. It's just positively fascinating. So try being grateful this season and write out why you're grateful, all those things, itemize them and keep that list going. There was a season in my life that I read my gratitude list, that wheel. I read it every single day over and again, and it puts me in such a good state of mind and it can do the same thing for you. Another line in Psalm 66 says, sing the glory of his name. Well, do you know the names of God? Do you know him? 
Do you know who he is? Do you know his characteristics? And can you sing the glory of his name? Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works? Have you stepped back recently to just say, hey, how awesome are your works, God? You're doing great things in my life. You're making a way where I thought there was no way. You're healing me. You're teaching me. You're guiding me. You're delivering me. You're showing me your way. And you love me, Lord. Have you said those things lately about God? Have you worshipped him in that way and thanked him in that way? Have you sung praises to his name? Another admonition says, come and see the works of God who is awesome in his deeds toward the sons of man. What deeds has God done in your life that you would say are awesome? Can you think of a few and put that on your gratitude journal? What about rejoicing when he brings you through a tough spot? You may have just come out of surgery. You may have just had a baby. You may have moved. You may have gotten married. You may have lost your job. Maybe you're starting another job. So many things could be going on in your life right now. Have you kind of made an altar there to remember just how God has brought you through those things? The psalmist tells us to bless our God and, you know, also talks about what God does and characteristics of him and says, number one, he's awesome. As I said a moment ago, he rules. He, his eyes keep watch. He doesn't slumber or sleep. He always is watching after you and he keeps you in life, not even allowing your foot to slip. You may think, oh, good grief. I feel like I'm about to fall or I did fall or I'm stumbling and tripping and I just can't do my life. Well, with God right there and yoked to him, he's not going to let you slip. He's not going to let your your feet slip. He won't let you fall. And he, you know what? He's going to refine you. He's going to refine you in your thought life. He's going to refine you with your mindsets. He's going to refine you in your own personal character traits. And there are going to be ways where you need to grow. Do you want to grow? Do you want to change? Do you want to have a different future and a a different vision about your life? It's possible with God. It really, really is. He is going to refine you if you allow it. It's like the refiner's fire or the launderer's soap. I always loved that in the psalm because that was so curious to me. The launderer's soap. That's what he does in your life. He refines and he cleans. He takes care of you and he just loves you that much. He loves you too much to leave you alone. He's going to make sure that you change and that you are refined. Now you can partner with him in that process or you can wait till tragedy strikes and then maybe your heart will be open to that. But better yet to begin today to say, Lord, I want change in my life, whether it's my thought life or any area of my life. To me, it's all about your thought life first. He will be there with you and he is, he, he will refine you. You're a trophy of his grace. He will even bring you out into a place of abundance. You know, that's kind of a real buzzword these days, abundance, abundance, abundance. You hear it a lot, but what about the abundance of what God does in your life? The abundance of his love for you, the abundance of his mercy that he gave to you, the abundance of the sacrifice he gave his only son for you. Talk about abundance. And what he does is he allows that 
a little bit of that abundance to enter into your heart so that you're full to overflowing with joy and gratitude and praise and adoration that yes, you will sing to him and that you can't help but do that. And what happens in your brain when you do is going to be positively astounding. You'll want to keep doing it. You want to get in these good gratitude loops, praising God loops, eyes on God loops. You can do it. And really, I think that's all I have to say on this particular psalm. Her God is so good. And even on those days when I feel like I'm at wit's end or I'm not you know, like developing, or maybe I don't feel like I'm being, like I'm growing, or maybe I feel like I took two steps backwards. God doesn't go anywhere. He's still there. And he's my biggest cheerleader. And he's going to come on. And he's like, come on, Victoria, you got this. I'm right here with you. I'll show you the way. There's some, that dynamic of doing it on your own versus resting and relying on God. It's such a mystery to me in so many ways. But you know, if I'm going to learn, I trust that you will too. And if I'm in this, then I know you are too. So I hope that your holiday is just amazingly blessed. Remember the old adage that I have that every day is Thanksgiving. We don't have to wait till a single calendar day of the year to give praise and to thanks, to thank and to adore God. We don't have to do that. And maybe all your family can't be around you, but some of them are. Can you give thanks for that? Instead of focusing on the the couple who can't make it or the grandkids you can't see or the siblings who you haven't seen in ages or won't be coming around, let's not focus on that. And instead, let's focus on the many blessings that we have in front of our faces, The whether it's the clothes on your back, the food in your belly, the life, the air that you breathe, the life that you have, the beauty in God's creation the astounding weather patterns that we have, just that you can walk and go outside and take a deep breath, fresh air. All of these things are really, really, really an overflowing of God's goodness and an abundance of his love for you. And you don't want to miss it by fixating on the small stuff. It's not about the china. It's not about the silverware or the place setting. It's about relationships and people first It's about your relationship with God. That is worth celebrating every single day. That's what you can be thankful for every single day. Let's not sweat the small stuff. I hope you keep living your best thought life. Have a wonderful holiday. And I love you. I couldn't thank you enough for tuning in. And I'll catch you Monday for episode four of the Brain Power series. Psalm 66, the NASB version. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Because of the greatness of your power, your enemies will pretend to obey you. All the earth will worship you and will sing praises to you. They will sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God, who is awesome in his deeds toward the sons of mankind. He turned the sea into dry ground. They passed through the river on foot. Let's rejoice there in Him. He rules by His might forever. His eyes keep watch on the nations. The rebellious shall not exalt themselves. Bless our God, you peoples, and sound His praise abroad. Who keeps us in life 
and does not allow our feet to slip. For you have put us to the test, God. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid an oppressive burden upon us. You made men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. Yet you brought us out into a place of abundance. I shall come into your house with burnt offerings. I shall pay you my vows, which my lips uttered and my mouth spoke when I was in distress. I shall offer to you burnt offerings of fat animals with the smoke of rams. I shall make an offering of bulls with male goats. Come and hear all who fear God, and I will tell of what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was exalted with my tongue. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear, but God has heard. He has given attention to the sound of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his favor from me. And this is the word of the Lord. It's a wrap, Brain Changer. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao. Thank you.